Real music, real interviews, real information. That's why we call it Real Gospel with the X-Men. man and i'm looking forward to this interview with the one the only kiana Groot. here she is with created to worship
Real Gospel is the place where God gets the glory and artists tell their stories. I am honored to have this anointed young woman of God on the program. Welcome to Real Gospel, Keanu Crute. Hello, how's it going? I can't complain. I cannot complain. And you know, I want to say that, um, you know where I'm going to really go. When I met you at uh, Jeffrey Wilford's uh, pre-dove <laughs> showcase and i was hosting that hey jeffrey uh tremendous guy <laughs> tremendous a uh, writer and producer and um yes, it took me forever to get your name right i mean it just yes. you remember that <laughs> it takes uh, everybody a lot of time that's why i always tell them just call me q my name is kiana but just call me q <laughs> but see even that can throw somebody off just saying well uh because let me let me spell the name for the for the listeners because they can't since they, they may not understand. So your name is spelled. Go, go ahead and spell it. Let's go ahead and spell it for them. <laughs> it's Q U I, and the word Anna with two N's. That's how I pronounce. That's how I spell it to people. So Q U I A N N A. See what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so it took me forever. I'm reading the screen. I'm going what? what? I'm not even going to say what I was trying to pronounce. God, I want to get confused in the moment. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but nonetheless. Uh, a marketable name. Love the name. Love the name. Thank um, you. You originally hail from uh, South Carolina, correct? I am. I am Orangeburg, South Carolina, born and raised. Orangeburg. What's that near? Is that near anything? Yes, I mean, anything, it is. anything big. I don't mean anything. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not, I don't mean it like that. But you know, <laughs> it's okay. No, it's actually kind of in the center of Columbia, South Carolina, and Charleston, South Carolina, and it is the home of South Carolina State College, one of our historical black colleges. All right. All right. I like that. We love our HBCUs. Um, yes. I want to. So you now reside in Atlanta. So you're one of uh, South Carolinians and now you're one of Nashville. Uh, I'm sorry, not Nashville, but uh, Atlanta's own, correct? I am. I am definitely considered an Atlantean because I've been here now longer than I have been anywhere. That's what it makes a difference. Amen to that. So tell the listeners just a little bit about, you know, um, you know, how you first fell in love with Jesus and when you just sort of knew that God was using you as a vessel to minister through song. Oh, man. <laughs> well, honestly, I am what they call a late bloomer. Because uh, music is not what I wanted to do with my life. What? I actually wanted, yeah, a lot of people, when I tell them that they're in shock, but I actually wanted to be a basketball player. I was bred and groomed to play basketball wow. since I was in like the third grade. So I played all through school. Um, and then I actually played a little college, but not a lot because that's where the struggle came. And that's where I ended up quitting um having to quit i didn't have a choice um and i transitioned into what am i going to do with my life <laughs> and so that transition um from going from thinking that i would be playing overseas because that was my dream to play overseas um, when i graduated from college from thinking that i would be doing that to not having any identity because that was my identity for so long um, I transitioned, I ended up, God kind of pulled me and transitioned me into the music. Um, in college, um, after suffering, because I suffered from depression for most of my uh, childhood, well, all of my childhood days up until an adult, 
Um, and after going through a major spell of depression when I couldn't play ball anymore, one of my classmates remembered that I used to back my sister and my mom up, who my mom and my sister were the aspiring musicians in the family. And I used to just back them up. And after backing them up and doing a little choir in high school, my friends remembered that when I was going through my depression about the basketball in college, and they literally pulled me um, to a gospel choir um, tryout. They were like, just, just come with us. You don't have anything else to do. And you just need to get out of this bed and you need to get out of the room. And they pulled me to this uh, tryout. And honestly, that is where the music for me started because once I did that tryout, people started pulling me for all types of things. And I did not know what was going on because that wasn't my thing. I didn't like to be in front of people. You know, but God had a plan and that's when the music started. Um, the God thing, um, the love for God kind of happened in middle school. I had an encounter with the Lord when I was sick and um, that kind of changed my perspective. And I had that kind of hidden love for God that nobody knew about, but it, it soon blossomed when I got older. And yeah, that's how the music started, to be honest. <laughs> that's an amazing testimony. Let me ask you this. Do you still got any hops? Uh, I'm going to always <laughs> <laughs> No, I got to ask you know, I'm just saying I'm going to always have Look, I'm going to always know how to play ball Like okay. that's Basketball for me is like riding a bike Okay like, I'm going to always know how to do that I'm going to always Like that's going to always be in my arsenal Because it was my first love It was Alright, well Are there any promoters or church organizations out there Looking for what, point guard? Uh, actually, I was a shooting guard. Well, shooting guard. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, shooting guard. So <laughs> anyone looking out there for one of these um, um, uh, God leagues or church leagues, you know, so, you know, here she is, everybody. Uh, we we want to see this. She, she says she still got those hops. So we'll find out. Right. So, yeah. But I love that testimony. And I, I can relate uh, having grown up in Brooklyn, New York, and was sort of just basketballs our thing there. You know, we lived and breathed basketball, and then yes. uh, later on, uh, for other reasons, I won't get into it. I was not able to play anymore, but I too fell into depression. I didn't realize that's what it was. So speak to yes. that. Um, you not not being able to um, fulfill one's dreams that you that you wanted to fulfill. And going into that depression until you found the Lord. Can you speak to the listeners? Somebody out there might be going through that because of something else. It might not be basketball, but it might be something else that they, you know, were trying to do or trying to accomplish. And it just didn't pan out the way they really wanted it to. Absolutely. I, um, I literally uh, already had an issue with depression growing up with the challenges and things that I faced in my home and the bloodline curses. And I don't think I really acknowledged it or knew what it was until that basketball did not work out for me. The thing that I wanted, the thing that I dreamed, the thing that I worked like a dog for did not work out. And when I fell into that depression, um, it, was, it was pretty bad. My hair fell out. Um, I didn't want to get out of the bed. Like it was just really, really bad. It was on another level and I, um, I, I had an encounter with the Lord after I realized I had a serious problem. And I remember um, getting on my knees in my closet, um, my walk-in closet in my apartment. And I was in Atlanta at this time and I was just crying out to God. I was like, God, I know I haven't been living for you the way I need to, but if you'll just take the pain away, if you'll just 
pull some of this heaviness off of me. I'll serve you. And that was when I really gave my life to Christ and my life changed. I was 22 at the time. And I'll never forget it because I woke up the next morning and it was like God lifted a heaviness off of me. I'll never forget it. And don't get me wrong. I was not completely delivered, but he get, He got me to a point where I can get up and walk and start making strides towards really getting the help that I needed. But I'll tell you, I thought my life was over when I could not play ball. And I just remember a prophet spoke to me one time and he told me that even though that didn't work out for me, God had a another something else for me something bigger and it was the music and i did not have anything to hold on to until i had the music now let me tell you i started writing music um when i was in middle school to deal with my depression but i didn't know that's what i was doing i thought wow. i was just writing poems i thought i was just writing poems wow so i would just write out these poems just dealing with my depression and dealing with what I was going through. And I continued to do that. And then when I started singing and became a part of a group, those um, and they started asking us, do y'all write? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I write. I don't know if it's songs, but I write. And they were like, well, let's do this and let's try it. And when I wrote that first, what I knew to be a song, they were blown away. And that's when I realized I had a, a gift for writing. I didn't even know that I was a writer. I was just writing poems to deal with depression. But when I tell you God came in and pulled that weight off of me, and then when I met my apostle who I'm under now and have been under now for 15 years, she literally nursed me back to health, took me through deliverance, and that's when the depression lifted completely. And it was really an act of God because I tried everything. You know, you try to cope in life with things you know things making yourself comfortable back then it was alcohol for me you know i cope with alcohol i cope with being busy just to deal with the depression but you realize those are temporary things those things can only help you learn how to suppress what you're going through but you really need god you need healing you need deliverance you need to deal with the childhood hurts in order to really get delivered amen and we're going to add preaching and teaching to your arsenal as well so say it's oh the lord this oh my god you've heard you've heard that before i'm sure so yeah uh-huh let's oh talk about god. this song uh created to worship i love the song i love the new song uh did you write it absolutely all right all right i knew, I knew you were gonna say that but i had to ask so the people would know yeah <laughs> yes absolutely that story was actually um my testimony of what i was going through in church and a lot of people talk about what they went through before they got saved but this i wanted to talk and address because the church is really a hospital it's full of sick people but the world looks at the church as people who supposed to already have it together because they have god but when you get saved that's when the work actually really starts and so this is my testimony of what was going i was going through in church still depressed this was um, the first church i joined um, and when I moved to Atlanta and I was severely depressed and everybody saw my gifts, but they didn't see my pain. And so I'm, I'm doing this. I'm singing, I'm choreographing dance for our praise team because I am a dancer. Um, and I am a, a, a choreographer and I was choreographing dance, singing, doing all this stuff, people pulling me to do this, pulling me to do that. And then we were actually a recording artist as well. So we were traveling and, um, doing um uh, uh 
we did a, a tour and you know just different things and i was mm -hmm. hurting i was depressed i was angry i was enraged and i'm crying out for help and i'm going to counselors and and nobody could help me and god began to start to show me that it's because you were never created to be this star that they're trying to create you know you were never because they were trying to make our group like a star we were performing but we weren't really ministering and mm. I, and i knew that but what do you do when you're unlearned and you're untaught? You just kind of go with the flow because this is what you're in and this is what you're a part of. And I remember the day that God told me to step down from the praise team there and I stepped down. Um, and it was a great day for me, unbeknownst to me, because when I stepped down, it was like I needed that because I needed to deal with my issues. I didn't need to be a part of this right now. I needed to work some things out. And that's when I met my apostle now and God began to heal me and deliver me. And then the prophets began to speak to me and tell me, this is what you are. You a worshiper. Your body was created to worship. This is who you are. This is what God created you to do. And if you don't worship, you're going to die. And that's when I realized I wasn't created to be a star. That's why I was miserable doing that. I was created to worship. And if I'm not worshiping, I don't even want to be on the stage. Amen. Amen. We're going to have to leave it there. I could talk to you all day because there's so many things that I would like to, but I, but I have a feeling you'll be back. You'll be back. Before I let you go, though, I have to say this. Uh, I am not a prophet, but God does use me to prophesy. And I want you to know, and I know you've heard this before, that I see you continuously being used by God to not only sing and minister, but also praise and dance and also teach and preach all at the same time while all at the same time in concert oh, man. in a worship yeah, setting and doing what you were doing when I met you. So there it is. And Amen. so uh, it's, it's already done. So without Amen. any more delay, tell the listeners where they can find out more about you and your music. How can they reach you? Oh man, you can reach me on my website, which is www.kianacruk.com. And that first name is Q-U-I-A. N-N-A, last name C-R-U-T-E. You can also reach me on Instagram at Kiana Crute Music. I'm on Facebook at Kiana Crute. Um, and everywhere. That's where you can reach me. Amen. Amen. And check out one of her videos that I shot of her personally on my, uh, I about to say YouTube, but actually it's on my uh, Instagram. So yeah, check her out there. Kiana Crute. Thank you so much, teacher, preacher, praise worshiper, and recording artist. Yes, thank you for joining us on Real Gospel. <laughs> Absolutely, it was an honor. You're listening to Real Gospel with the X-Men. And the real flashback song of the hour is on the way. Do you have an idea for a book, fiction, nonfiction, or a children's book? We can help you put it together and bring it to market at Dorrance Publishing. We have thousands of testimonials from people just like you that we've helped get their books sold in stores and online. We've even got a service called The Writer's Coach. It's perfect for people that have a book idea in their head and they just need someone to help them put it on paper. Dorrance Book Publishing has been helping people just like you who have a book idea, written or not, for over 100 years. Imagine being counted among the most famous authors in the world with your very own book. Call right now and let us help you turn a book idea into reality. It's easier than you think. You just need a little help. 
Call us now. 800-413-4861-800-413-4861-800-413-4861-800-413-4861. That's 800-413-4861.